With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Cooper Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm holding this camera on a stick today. Oh. It's called a monopod. It's a great t- is, that, is it really? It's called a monopod because. As opposed to a tripod. Tripod. it has one leg. See? You're learning, isn't it? How are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Yeah? Yes. Got over LA? Just about. Um, just madness. Like the different genres demographic that it reached and we've just been inundated all week with everybody that was involved in the event from broadcasters to sponsors to um are you would you call, would you call yourself a social media outlet or would you call yourself a youtube outlet what would you call yourself other than a complete helmet we're cut <laughs> we're like we're big time on youtube yeah but what are you but what is your industry okay boxing reporters if you want to call yourself that, who have just been sending me snapshots of their views going, this was just the most incredible event we've ever been involved in. Can you do some more? In fact, you called me this morning yeah. and said we've done 19 million last week. 19.8 million in seven day period. Please, can you do some more? So, we'll have to see. I've done about every week. I mean, no. I'd have it right off. Yeah, you would. But, I'll, realistically. Everybody wants to do more ASAP. But, it's not going to work out like that. But uh, do they want it because solely on numbers and of course. not because they're really actually looking forward to some of these fights, which should be but, the come on, mate, live in the real world. But you're so brazen. That was just... honest. Yeah, I know. It's, but... not, it's not me. The people well, what we deal with, like you know, oh, that's a great fight. No, of course, see Listen, that fight. Of course, and... we want it. But you have to understand, I work for people. And our success is based on delivering numbers. Doesn't mean we've got to look, put a load of tosh on. But what I'm saying is, numbers make the world go round. We have to deliver numbers for our subscribers. If so, we get more money. We get a longer contract. 
Therefore, we can pay fighters more. We can keep them more active, give them more opportunities. If you don't hit numbers, do you think you're going to get your sponsorship off these businesses like you do? No, but we are our numbers game for me, 100%. Totally. Yeah. Oh, no, you're, you're basically admitting you don't give a fuck about sports. No, we're a numbers game. You're a disgrace. Because people you're don't. a disgrace. If my numbers weren't good, I wouldn't be sitting here with you now because that's the kind of guy you are. Take that that's out. True. No, that's true. Well, I don't exactly want to spend time with you, do I? I wouldn't do it. If you weren't it in numbers, I wouldn't be going, oh, do you know what? Let me call Coogan because he's such a lovely guy. I just want to do an hour chat with him. You no. proper prick. You didn't even it's have true, to though. say that, though, did it's you? It's true. But you saw last week, it was, it was wild. And be honest, have you ever seen anything like that in the arena? Like the energy? It was just different, wasn't it? It, it was, was just different. different. And it was different in a good way. That was different gravy. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> um, did, have you watched the fight back? Yes, I watched it yesterday. So kind, kind of, from what you can, mm. um, like break down the actual fight. And I thought it was a good fight. Yeah. I mean, two guys, I mean, Shannon Briggs come out, I will go back to him in a minute, and start saying, oh, did you hear Eddie Hearn's interview afterwards where he was saying, these aren't real fighters? Well, they're not real. I mean, like, you... I respect them for being fighters for that period. But you can't start saying, I mean, they're not guys that have lived and breathed the sport, gone through the amateur game, you know, trained for years and blah, blah. They're just huge entertainment stars that have turned themselves into fighters for this experience. So I said in the build-up, don't expect Hagler Hearns, but expect two guys that are good athletes, conditioned hard, to have a, have a right tear-up. And I think when you analyse the fight, for me, as I thought before, KSI might not like this, but I do feel like Logan is more technically gifted, but KSI is the one with the nuts and guts. He's a dog. He was just relentless. He wouldn't give up. And in that respect, I felt like he won the fight because he was forcing the fight all the time. Um, and, you know, I thought they both had good jabs. Again, you know, to analyse a, a fight, we ain't got to go into too much analysis analysis other than I was on my feet you know with Justin and with Ed Sheeran as well or on not. the other side fucking funniest thing ever did you see the video they made uh, bits of it but you, you know like let me tell you the true story so someone's phoned Liam who's KSI's manager and said Ed Sheeran wants three tickets right so obviously we're going to give Ed Sheeran three tickets three tickets so he's turned up and gone, yeah, hi, tickets for Ed Sheeran, and they've gone, no, giving him the tickets. Better than that, and Joe Markoski, if you're watching, giving me stick, they went on the DAZN preview show. <laughs> How we doing? We're joined now by Ed Sheeran. How you doing? Like, talking about the fight, right? <laughs> then, they go to their seats, they're at the back of ringside. So security goes up to, I think, Sean, who works with us, or even Frank, and says, listen, Ed Sheeran's at the back, he's getting absolutely mobbed. So I've gone, fuck that, bring him up the front. Right? <laughs> so next thing, Ed Sheeran comes up the front, he sits there, everyone's going, the whole arena chasing him for photos, yeah. right? So I'm sitting there, I've gone, that's not Ed Sheeran, right? So I've got Joe Markowski here, got Frank Smith here. Frank goes, it is Ed Sheeran. I went, it's, is it? Because, yeah, it is, because Liam sorted out, like, it's come for an agent and it is Ed Sheeran. So I'm like, all right then. <laughs> that's not Ed Sheeran, right? So then Joe Markossi goes, that's not Ed Sheeran. 
I know someone that was out for dinner with Ed Sheeran in Japan yesterday. I said, well, maybe he's just flown in from Japan. Then I've gone, that ain't fucking Ed Sheeran. I've gone, Frank, sling him off the front row. I said, he's just a fucking, he's a wind-up act. So he's gone, all right, and as he's got up, I've gone, hold on, are you sure it's not Ed Sheeran? <laughs> and then they've got up, and they knew we were talking about it then, but fair play, I think it's quality. Um, the guy's name's Joe. Was it? I thought it was YouTube. Brilliant. He, it yeah. wasn't. It was his thing. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. Look alike, but had everyone fooled. Yeah, it's great. It was really good. Um, as you make Rick Ross and uh, yeah, he's good, mate. Wiz Khalifa, uh, Lil Baby as well. Yeah, Lil Baby. Uh, Dan, Dan Belzerian, your mate, my Dan mate. Dan Belzerian. Yeah, he was all right, Dan. Yeah, yeah. couldn't make it out of the mark. Another funny one with uh, with uh, Justin. You know, so <laughs> he's standing there and. He stood up for literally the whole of the first round, like screaming. And Frank has, has gone, excuse me, can you sit down please? Right, and he's going, just standing up watching the fight. So Frank's gone to his mate or his agent or whatever else, excuse me, could you ask him to sit down? And he's looked at Frank, he's gone, no, I can't ask him to sit down. <laughs> he just stood up. So he loved it. He's good. He called me this morning, actually. Yeah. Uh, just talking about some stuff. Um, yeah. It was, a, it was a big, big celebrity turnout. Big celebrity turnout. But um, I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the energy. I enjoyed the week. It was amazing to work with both guys. Both guys, brilliant. Super intelligent. Great promoters. Great content creators. They understand everything. They understand about promotion. They did everything they were asked. And they put up a great fight. Hmm. Well, we'll touch on this a little bit. I know you're a bit pushed for time today, so it's not going to be like one of our two-hour specials, obviously. Touch. Um, bruv. Uh, Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders fights didn't really kind of spark. I know Billy Joe pulled it out of the bag in the yeah, last round. Yeah, I mean, round, I thought, but... look, Billy, I said in the interview after, Billy had a met. I mean, we were, basically had a conversation with Billy on the Friday, which was the visa hadn't come through and where are we going to put you? But we're out of the fight next week. That's not happening. So what show are we going to put you on before the end of the year? With about 10 minutes to go, we got a call from the embassy to say, or an email to say the visa has been approved and granted. Phoned the embassy, tried to get it to collect it, wasn't possible. They had to go and get it the next afternoon, Saturday afternoon. He flew out Sunday morning, arrived, Sunday late afternoon. So he slept all week. It was terrible preparation, just bad luck for him. And he was also ill. So even in the change room warming up, I knew that we probably weren't going to get a great performance, but hoped that his natural ability and his skills would would get him through. As it happens, I thought it was a really close fight and I thought he might have even been behind and I was screaming at him to win those rounds. And I felt like he felt like he needed a stoppage. The stoppage was brilliant. If he would have won that fight on points in a close fight, it would have been a mat. But brilliant stoppage, pulled it out of the bag, felt like he needed to get the KO to win. And he did. Fought Devin Haney box well against a good fighter. I thought it was exactly what he needed. Had a bit of a shoulder injury in the fight. Good knockdown, would have rather he got him out of there. But good learning experience. Great learning experience for him. Now he's 20 years old, he's got so much ability. He's probably boxed too much. It's my fault. Um, he's boxed three times in six months. And he's also flown to London for some media and stuff like that. So he needs to rest now, November, December, and come back sort of end of March. Let's talk about some strong comments 
from Shannon Breeze. We saw some comments from Jake Paul actually um, about Joe McCloskey as well. Uh, yeah, yeah but, but, but these guys, I mean, they don't understand boxing. Shannon Briggs does. Shannon Briggs, I mean, he talks so much shit about me, and when he sees me, he couldn't be further up my ass, to be honest with you. Um, but, what, what is this guy talking about? I mean, he should know better. Yeah, the fight was rigged. Yeah, I mean, you can't deduct two points. Of course you can. By the way, concentrate on your own work, which was horrific corner work. What exactly were you telling him? Right? He's just lost two points. Did you tell him to go after KSI and let his hands go? Because he didn't. So he's just bad losers, sour grapes. And Shannon Briggs should know better. You know, he ran around all week threatening people and then didn't actually do anything about it. And then, um, which by the way, I like Shannon Briggs. I think he's great value, great entertainment. But don't start crying after the event and talking shit about me because you, it's just a tit. So, um, I, don't know what, I don't know what his game is. Just like sour grapes. Very, very close fight. Very close fight, could have gone either way. But if you want to ask anybody about why he deducted two points, ask him. He has the right to do so, under the rules. And he did. He held his head down, he hit him with the uppercut, he hit him while he was on the floor. And by the way, if it was rigged, do you not think that uh, we would have scored the knockdown that KSI should have been awarded with in the third round on a punch to the side of the head and he was went down from? So, yeah, come on, Shannon. Sort yourself out, son. What's the possibility of Shannon Briggs against Vidal Riley? The different weight class. I mean, I can't, I mean, what's Vidal cruiserweight, isn't it? Um, that's, I said in an interview, that's not a good fight for Vidal at the moment. Shannon Briggs is a handful. I'd like to see him fight again. You know? Does he, does he I mean, I don't know. He hasn't, he wants fight I don't think he showed a lot of desire. Listen, he hasn't phoned me up asking for fights. So I can't believe that he wants to fight again. You know, maybe there's a reason he can't fight again, I don't know. But he's getting on, fucking hell. But he's a lump and he can still fight. Um, yeah. So, right, listen, he's two-time heavyweight champion of the world, so you've got to respect Shannon Briggs, and I do respect him. I just don't like his comments. And maybe he's just doing it for some clout. But he was kind of crucial in that build-up that week, wasn't he? He was he great. Was, yeah. Listen, I like having him around. Mm. Others don't. Others like to sling him out and all that, but I understand, you know. But you can you can have fun and you can have jokes and you can try and say controversial things, but I don't like some of the things he said. But there was, a, by the way, there was a lot of, uh, you know, at the time, there was a lot of um, egos and testosterone flying around in there. Like they wanted to win. I said this in the build-up. You know, 10 ounce gloves, no head guards. Don't know if you know about that. And this fight won't go six rounds. Hmm. I, I didn't wrong, know you didn't. said that. Did you say that? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. What, not going six rounds? Yeah, did you say that? Yeah, I didn't think it would. Hmm, I don't remember you saying that. I don't think it. By the way, <laughs> if Logan Paul wouldn't have hit KSI when he was on the floor, it wouldn't have gone six rounds. Because I think he was done at that point. You, got, you see him when he got up, his legs were gone. And because he hit him on the floor, it gave him the, the time to uh, to recover. And that's another thing. Shannon Briggs says, oh, he gave you too much time. He could have had five minutes under the rules. You hit him on the floor. So he, he, in, within the rules, he's allowed to get time to recover. And he actually only took it, like, less than a minute. 
Okay, so I know we spoke about this beforehand, but the possibility of Jake Paul mm -hmm. fighting on a card, I know we said Miami, but whenever, mm -hmm. against an Ethan Gibb, I mean, is that realistic? That's what was being uh, spoke about all week. It is. I mean, again, it's just a case of like... How much are you going to pay Gibb? Gibb wants, what's Gibb wants a milk? Seven-figure Gibber. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how big Gibb is. Like, I don't think he's as big as Jake Paul. Is he? I don't... I, I don't so. know. But and I don't, do you know what I must say? I really enjoyed being around those boys. And I thought. Joe Weller. Yeah, Joe Weller, Gibb, it, yeah, Ethan, uh, Payne. Ethan Payne. And I thought their commentary, like for the people who haven't done it before, like it was a bit. Go on, like as in they were just watching it in the park. <laughs> they were great. But I thought they were brilliant all week. And I would like to keep them involved with boxing, you know, because they're, they're going to bring in that new audience in. Now, the big test now is is this huge amount of subscribers that joined the zone, that bought the pay-per-view, etc. How do we keep them engaged with boxing? It's not just about putting more YouTubers in fights, but it's about keeping boxing relevant to them. And the way to do that, to bridge that gap, is to sometimes use the talent that they're used to. You know, So can we keep Ethan and Joe Weller involved in some kind of capacity? Is it reporting? Is it commentary? I don't know. But that's the easy way to do it, is to keep KSI, Logan, all these guys engaged with the sport and making sure that those new subscribers and those people have interest keep following the content, keep watching fights, keep learning and keep growing. You could do Joe Weller KSI rematch. Yeah, I'm not I'm not pumped at like I don't I would rather do KSI or Logan Paul against a couple of people that have contacted me. Like and they're not YouTubers. So, are they not? But they're not boxers. No, they're celebrities. Yes, but celebrities that I know can fight, and I know could go down a similar route. How big are talking? Celebrity-wise, yeah, huge. What A's? A's. Serious? Yeah. But I know they can fight, and I know they're fit, and I know that they would go through a process to train properly, to go before the board, you know. And it, the thing is about boxing. When it's evenly matched, it's always great entertainment, right? So this isn't Logan Paul against Tony Bellier. This is two huge profile guys who can fight a little bit, but are actually very evenly matched. Does that make sense? Mm. And that's always good viewing. Um, <clears throat> upcoming. Next week. Callum Smith. Cameron Smith. Yeah, big fight. I really feel like, I'd say it's gone under the radar, but I feel like people aren't giving John Ryder much chance in this fight. I think he's a real live dog in this fight. An opportunity of a lifetime for him to become world champion. This isn't a British title fight. This isn't a Commonwealth title fight. This is the WBA and Ring Magazine World Super Middleweight title. And John Ryder is absolutely going for it in Liverpool. He's fighting the best super middleweight right now in Callum Smith. Big homecoming for him, really important fight. John's the mandatory challenger, and it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. Don't miss it. Ed, what um, I know we spoke about this the other day, but Dylan White, the possibility of him appearing on that strong Saudi card, is it yeah, increasing that? It's gone from a possibility to a strong possibility. Okay. So I've just sent him a list of opponents, actually, uh, to look at, and we're seeing if we can make it happen, but there's a very good chance it'll be on that card. Okay, that's interesting. What sort of opponent though? 
uh, it's not going to be like a top 10, top 15 guy, but it's going to be a credible opponent. I mean, it's going to be a 10 rounder. So, but it's a good opportunity for him to get out. Good, high, huge profile card. And um, just keep winning. Definitely get him on, mate. Okay, mate. Devin Haney. Yeah. WBC awarded him and yes, uh, Javier, Javier Fortuna. Fortuna. Really yeah. good fight. We've actually spoke to Louis de Cubis, uh, made them um, an offer today, looking for that fight. I'd like to take Devin to the Bay Area, which is where he's from originally, that's San Francisco, just in case you didn't know. Um, and looking to do that sort of end of March. Tevin Farmer, he's going to re-sign with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really discussed it. There's no, been no official offer yet from us, but um, I presume he's happy. We want to do, first things first, we want to do the Jojo Diaz fight. Look to do that at the end of uh, January. In Miami. Miami, yeah. And then go from there. You know, I think he's happy, he's made a lot of money, he's been nice and active. But as always, you know, the fighters are going to want the best deal for them, and rightfully so. You announced your next-gen show finally. Yep. Yesterday. Uh, Good card. React Paul Massey, mm -hmm. uh, Kewitt and Clay. Yep. And Valili against Fabio Wardley. Yep. Hopefully for the English heavyweight title as well. Um, Kieran Conway on the card, Shannon Courtney on the card, Charles Franco on the card. Hope what about the Pitters and uh, Richards? No, I made them both an offer that I felt was a really good offer and I couldn't get it over the line and the purse bid's worth today. I didn't bid. Okay. Um, you talked about the numbers uh, for, like, not the social numbers, like mm -hmm. the pay-per-view numbers. Mm -hmm. Can you give us any indication of what they were for the weekend? Uh, well, it was the, you know, it was the highest viewed fight on DAZN so far since its launch. Um, many hundreds of thousands of subscribers, best way to describe it. And in Sky, it was uh, si similar numbers to Joshua Ruiz, one, more, but similar. Um, and a huge success. Obviously, it was half the price of Joshua Ruiz. And obviously it won't do anywhere near as big a numbers as Joshua Ruiz 2. But at four, four o'clock in the morning, half four, it's just incredible. Mm, incredible. My mother watched it. I know, I saw that. I think you should get your mum more involved. Because she's like, she, what I watched yesterday on the Instagram, I could just hear her because I don't think she wanted to be on camera. But I just thought it was hilarious. I think you should get So do you mom. know what she does, yeah? I'll, I'll, I'll turn up and she'll go... Oh, watch this interview, and she yeah. says some really weird names. Like, she asked me about Prince Patel, yeah. and she asked me if Prince Prince Patel was a real prince. I said, no, no, it's not. Then she said about Billy Saunders. Yeah. I said, Billy Joe Saunders. She said he seems like a lovely man. Yeah, she really? said he's sweet. Really? Yeah, they're sitting there, but they, so they do, have a night time. But why don't you start doing a weekly show with your mum? Do I want to take my mother down that route? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't know what she's going to come up. It's her voice as well. But I just she, think it's funny. But she watches. She does. Yeah. She literally watches everything. She well, watches. the fact she watched KSI against Logan Paul. Yeah, they, so what happened was they were out and they bought it, but they were going to watch it the next day. But then they watch it because they think they're going to see me wandering about. <laughs> Did they? What? Did they? I don't know. I don't think so. But um, as soon as I walked in, she went, KSI, Lo uh, Paul Logan. I went, no, Logan Paul, mum. <laughs> but uh, Your mum and dad still together? Yeah. What do they what do they do? Or what did they do? They're retired. My dad was in um insurance game. Me and my mum's in uh, mental health. 
but retired and just traveling all around the world and uh, nice. living it up. Nice, nice Parties and whatever else. Um, Ed, mm. Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo Alvarez. Possibility, strong? strong possibility, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got Callum Smith next week. For me, the Callum Smith or the winner of that fight against Billy Joe is a natural unification. Um, and that would be the fight that happens if he doesn't get Canelo. Also, like the Demetrius Andrade fight, mm. so probably make him an offer for that as well. What do you think about Tommy Fury calling out KSI? Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> everybody wants to fight KSI. He's like the money man of boxing. He's had one fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a reality star. Yeah. Um, Alright, last one. You made some comments about Wilder recently as well, about this whole franchise situation. Yeah, again, it's just me being honest. But think about it. He's saying, I would not accept the franchise championship. Bullshit. Right? So you're telling me that you become WBC world champion and Dillian White gets made mandatory and then they go to you. But if you want, you can be the, the, the franchise champion and you don't have to fight your mandatory. You can fight whoever you want. And if you lose, it doesn't matter because you're still the WBC franchise champion. Oh, no, no, no. For my own credibility, I will not be accepting that honour. Pull the other one, for fuck's sake. Am I right? Am I right? Okay, just, Eddie, there's logic to what you're saying. Uh, there is logic to what of you're saying. Of course, there's always fucking logic to what I'm saying. Um, just finally, just mm. to finish off, next weekend, Sky's have got mad boxing on. Fr mad boxing. Mad boxing. Like a proper pen team. <laughs> 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 People are serious, they're going to write peg on your thing, but it is proper peng this yeah, week. It is, um, Friday night. Friday night, you got the tournament from York Hall. I'm going to try and get down there for that, actually. O'Hara and McKenna. Yeah, hopefully got they get strong. And finished. then Callum Smith, John Ryder. By the way, great card in Liverpool as well. No, like, standout superstar names on the undercard, but look at some of the matchups. Um, you've got Craig Glover against Chris Billum Smith for the Commonwealth Cruiserweight title. Yeah. You've got one that's gone right under the radar, which is Craig Evans against James Tennyson, yeah. final eliminator for the British lightweight title. You've got Masha Dodd against Tom Farrell. Pfft. Liverpool against Birkenhead. Oh, go on then. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. And uh, you've got. Uh, oh, fuck, what was the other one? Uh, Um, and then you've got Wilder Ortiz. Who? Wilder Ortiz. Wilder Ortiz. Rewind a minute. I swear you said Wilder Ortiz. No, Wilder Ortiz. Oh, Ortiz. Okay. All right, people. Yeah, so you've got Cam Smith going into that night, and it is a blinder. It's going to be good. Um, you haven't given away anything recently. Like, have you got anything you could give away here? Have oh, yes. Yeah. You might have seen this on social media. Someone sent me this. Could you just hold it down a bit? That's it, let's just get that in shot. So what I'm gonna do is... Earn with hands, if someone just literally sent it to you, yeah? I'm gonna sign this. Yeah, mate. How are they gonna win it though? What's the, what's the thing? You can, you can sort that out. Oh, I might do like a, a retweet thing. Oh, what else we got? What else are you gonna chuck in? Oh, look at that handsome bastard. <laughs> Look at that! Yeah. How touched up's oh, that? Yeah. Shout out to the photographer, Square Mile. Uh, oh, it is yeah. you? Of course it's me, mate. 
Okay, so we're gonna sign that one as well. You can't do things in two, Z. Bad yeah. luck, mate. Hmm, okay. One more thing. That's it, all right. An umbrella? Yeah. No, that's it. just someone's just sent me that. Okay. Mm. Just literally one more thing, it's got to come in threes, mate. The Boxing News, October the 17th. Yeah. Let's do it right across Wilder's movie. <laughs> movie. There you go. Right, free, a freeway. What, same do you know thing? what I'm going to do, though? That's all right, okay. What, mate? You can do it. I am going to do it. What, all right, to I'm one going. winner? Take it. All, Fuck off. all to one winner. Whatever you want to do, mate. Look at this. Eddie Ham, thank you very much for your time. We'll catch up with you for a... Uh, Chimwag in Liverpool. Done no. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.